Last time on the usual time. Last stop, Neverwinter. Please exit the train with your belongings. I'm home. I want to find the cheapest tavern. Three or four hours into your sleep, you're startled by movement nearby, and you don't hear it, but you feel someone poking around at you. Just just stay still. We, we don't want to hurt you. You're hurting me? Well, just to make this fair, and I take out all of my knife. Luna! This place is delightful! Isn't it? Let's shop. I, I got, like, this coin. Oh, yeah. Definitely go shopping with that. Oh, like like Old Shadow? Yeah, not the wing guy. Whatever happened to him? You were there, remember? He, like, exploded, and then he turned into that thing. Uh... That Shadow? I thought that was a different guy? This place is pretty big. I bet they got lots of food here. I keep hearing about this walking taco thing. Shadow? You want to come shopping? No, no, I don't. Is, uh, is that Jerk Hoyt around? Ah, uh, no, he didn't come home last night. What a jerk. I can't believe I this. Why were we hanging out with him that whole time? I don't know. He's so violent. Wait, 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 wait. What is this? That's, uh, true. Hi. If you're going to sleep here anymore, you can't be getting water everywhere, man. Oh, I'm wet. As you're, um, as you're prepping to leave, um, debating whether or not to bring money, you hear a, a ding at the door. I got it! Uh, I got it! The elevator door pops open, and there is Swarly. Swarly! Hey, good bud. to see ya! Hey, hey guys. Um, so... Wait, 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 I just want to tell he, you, your best friend, Droop, is here. Oh, oh hi, hi, Droop. Um, but... Where's Hoyt? Is uh, is everybody here? Oh no, he's gone. He's gone. Gone, huh? Yeah, yeah. We don't know where he is. He didn't come home last night. He's kind of a jerk to me, anyway. I guess. But uh, Gundren. That's what we were just saying. Yeah, man. Gundren uh, wants to see you guys uh, when it's convenient. Okay. I get into uh, the elevator. No big rush, but whenever. Oh, right now. Okay. Uh, you other two. Come on. Um, come on. Well, we kind of got on. stuff to do, come on. so... Oh, right now, come here. on. Jerp, come on. Um, come on. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Now Jerp looks torn. Carla, you go with him. She uh, can speak for me. What? Who are you? Brandishing weapon. <laughs> I'm imagining this child brandishing his magic stick right at her. <laughs> what is that? You, we you can't can have everybody in the point. world sleeping here. Well, why not? I'm not. She always has been sleeping here. What are you talking about? She's always been here, Shadow. No, she hasn't. Oh, never yeah, seen she has. You're the only blue thing I've ever seen. <sighs> That's ridiculous. What is it? Well, it, it, it's it's Carla. She's no, she no. Takes you didn't have a Carla. Is this Carlos's sister? Yes. <laughs> Well, and she's staying with us for a while. She can't. What? Wait, wait, where's Where's Carlos? Hey, Carlos. I mean, he, he's on vacation. Don't you think he deserves a vacation? No. <laughs> what has well, that done for us? You gotta. Uh, what are? What is it? Well, I mean, right now she's a sprite. This is another one you could just you could just creature. destroy and send to a different dimension and turn and bring back something else. Uh, yeah, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, 
I, I shrug and just say, you know, and I just press the down button. <laughs> Repeatedly. Does, does Carla <laughs> say anything? Anything at all? Yeah, I'm Carla. Why do you have the same voice as Amalexia? Um, well, you see, I'm her familiar and yeah, I, I can I can talk like her. I also can always, you know, read her thoughts and we talk to each other. That's not and fair. Only out I of, can do that. <laughs> out of game. It's because I voice the chain master that she has the same voice as me. <gasps> bum, bum, no more Mickey Mouse. The secrets have oh. been revealed. This is lame. Um, <laughs> Game's over. I'm not even going to listen anymore. This is the only reason I was listening to the podcast at all. <laughs> Game changer. Game changer. They hired, they hired different actors Thanks, for Holly. this season. <laughs> and uh, no one was happy about they, they it, so they boycotted it. They didn't recast Luna, though, so she's just still the same. She's she's everybody now. She's Shadow, yes. she's Carla, she's herself. Not Hoyt, she wrote Hoyt out. Uh, I should really take the actor feat so I can be all of the characters. Alright. Just, don't you dare land on me. Because you're too blue, and I'm red, and it's not... <laughs> Does it work? She's gonna fly in fairly close, but not landing. And she's gonna say, I think that blue and red go really good together. I was so close to just spinning around and baseball batting her <laughs> into the wall, but I didn't do that. Just, just, just leave me alone, alright? Because the last one liked to land on me, and it was like having a giant bird on me, but small. And I like it. So don't mm. do it. I need my space. Yeah. What about you, Swarly? What, what about yeah. me? Why don't you be Swarly's friend and you can be Droop's friend because Droop doesn't have any friends and he needs more friends. You two can be friends and not with me. Look, I I have a, a lot of friends already. Yeah, and... but Droop needs more friends. So, Droop, you, Carla, friend. And, uh, Droop like, Gondry keeps me really busy. Uh, yeah, he's, he would have followed you guys in there. Oh, I mean, I didn't. I, I planned on leaving with like oh, making them go down. Sorry, I thought. I thought okay, that's right. You were just in a car. Um, <laughs> it, just, I lost track of things there. Uh, okay, yeah. So he he would be looking torn while uh, uh, Shadow was beckoning him and wanting to stay with you and go shopping. Um, so he. Oh, no, fine. If you want to stay, then you stay. I don't even care. I look. I I got this coin. I gotta spend it. All right. Alright, you been go in a hole in my pocket for you ten go, years. You go try to find one coin's worth of things. There's Here, tacos, look at, there's look at the outside. hole in my pocket. There's ten years, Shadow. There's we were dead for a hundred years. What does that mean? You were, we were dead for a hundred years. I don't think I would. I think I would remember if I was alive that entire time. Sparrows says. Uh, well, you, you you were technically in stasis, but it, look, it doesn't matter if you're gonna come. I, I'm to fine. I'll go with, with you. Me, that's that's fine. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, I'll be okay. your friend for today. He clicks the down button. Yeah. <laughs> He's furiously also trying to get it to go down. <laughs> the doors close. <laughs> well, good. Now that uh, when the doors close, droop. Um, uh, where when they come back up, we can go do our shopping. Couldn't just Can't go believe down. Believe they're gonna at the try and interrupt time. us. He's <sighs> shaking with excitement. He's about to go into rage mode. <laughs> Shopping rage. Black Friday. 
Sorry to take control. Nervous twitch. Sorry to take control of the situation back there, but uh, I really felt like if we would have went down the elevator with them, they would have been. Uh, they wouldn't have shut up about coming to talk to Gundry. And it's like, you know what? We get our time too. Gundry can wait. Treat yourself. It's going to be just <laughs> Shadow on a mission alone. Oh, you got Carla though. Not for long. Wait. You wake up and you've got a bit of a hangover. Your eyes are uh, yeah, a little on fire. Maybe My eyes are on fire? A little bit of a pounding right behind the center of your forehead. Oh, okay. I thought like they were burning. Not like, literally on happen? fire. But it, yeah, well, yeah, my eyes get really on fire when I have a hangover. Really? This yeah, is it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Not jealous. Continue. No, I wouldn't be. Anyway, so you uh, you awaken. Uh, you're you're rested, but you don't feel a hundred percent on account of the the booze that you've been processing. Sure, sure, sure. You sit up and sort yourself out, and uh, after a moment. You look around and you notice the two youngsters are there and just kind of sitting there waiting for you. Hi, Hoyt. How long have you been there? They look at each other and back at you and uh, Ted says, uh, well, well, we just got up when the sun came up and came to find you. And I don't know, 30 minutes. All right. guess it's time to get up. Uh, Ted, Bill. You, this one. Uh, where can we get clothes for you not like that? They'll look at each other and kind of start talking amongst themselves. And then uh, they'll eventually say, uh, well, I mean, we've never really been there. Uh, but the the merchant quarter is, is where most of the shops in the city are. That makes sense. I mean, you, you would be familiar with where that was based uh -huh. on previous experience. Well, let's for, get this over uh, with then. For our lovely audience, it's the city center of Neverwinter, built over the remains of the city core in the uh, Peninsula District. Uh, all right, well, let's go get it done. Uh, they look kind of excited and... Uh, jump up and say all right let's uh let's go we'll lead the way they take start walking and take yep. like 10 steps before i stop i turn back to them and I say no talking no looking just look at your feet uh the, the excitement kind of fades and uh, they do so um, uh, they, I, they don't they don't make a fuss good about time this is what a party is <laughs> <laughs> um uh clothes nothing fancy like just it'll get the job done yeah sure i mean once you make it to the merchant quarter uh, like you'll notice uh they won't due to looking at their feet that uh, people are kind of side-eyeing you, uh, what with your dirty cloak and their tattered rags. Uh, it's definitely uh, not usual for their kind to, to be out of the beggar's district. So I, I want to get them nice enough clothes that people aren't going to stare at them anymore. Yeah, so... Um, as you're wandering around the merchant quarter, you'd, you'd find a 
plenty of shops that sell just your day-to-day clothing. Um, when you attempt to enter, are you going to bring them in or have them wait outside? Oh, God, no. They're coming in. Okay. Um, you'll definitely get some dirty looks from the owner of the shop, uh, and they'll kind of be insinuating, uh, so uh, how are you going to pay for all this? Uh, well, how do most people pay for it? Uh, well, we accept all standard minted gold, silver, and copper in this establishment. Occasionally, well, that'll work uh, just fine. Very well. Um, they'll lay out some options for the kids and their relative sizes. I don't even let them pick. I pick for them. <laughs> okay. I just... Whatever is there that looks fine i'm not looking super expensive just like gets yeah. the job done job yeah done. Uh, they're not gonna just lay out their most expensive clothing anyway um so they'll sure. they'll just put out some standard standard fare for what uh those aged boys would wear in in this city i grab the bundles and literally throw them at the kids and like all right go get it done i turn back to the guy i'm like What's the damages? Common clothes, five silver apiece. Alright, easy enough. Minus one gold. I'll give it to the guy. Yeah, just whatever. I'm waiting until it's done. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll find a changing room and do so. That's smart. They get um, they get out and they're like visibly happier and look much better. Well, doesn't that look a little bit better? Probably yeah, this is awesome. Probably should have told you to take a bath first. <laughs> Might want to see that. Even if it's like a puddle or something. Well, there's the the river in the center of town. Yeah, that works too. And then I turn and I walk up. Okay, they follow. And I'm going to start heading towards the... Uh, well-to-do area of town. I I just assume that they're not going to follow me. Oh no, they they are definitely following you. But uh, so that would probably be uh, the Black Lake District is the the ostentatious part of town. So I'm gonna start heading that way, and if I see that they're following me, which I'm assuming they're not being sneaky. No, no. Uh, they're brimming with confidence in their new threads. Mm. I'm going to go like 50 or so steps before I realize they're following me. And then I'm going to dodge into a random like back alley. And I'm just going to do everything I need to to give them the slip. I guess stealth check? 18. Yeah, eventually you'll be able to... Um fake them out and head down an alleyway and they'll lose sight of you. I'm going to watch them go by and just follow enough to see where they head or where they're going to go more out of I don't want to cross paths with them again than actually caring about where they're going. Uh, And if I feel like I'm not going to cross paths with them again, then I'll continue to Black Lake District. Yeah, I mean, if if you're actively trying to stay out of, of their sight, you'd be able to. 
so the Black Lake District is inhabited by nobles. The you know, long, long time ago, there was a uh, eruption a, from a nearby volcano, and the uh, survivors relocated themselves to this district. They're mostly highly nationalist and proud of of their king's lineage. There's a few other big families in the area, not that you would probably know what their names are. I'm going to take a walk through, and I just want to watch, like, observe the people. I'm looking for anyone that just seems like someone I would hate. Probably plenty of those folk in this area. I'm looking for a target. I mean, you'd spot a high elf uh, that is dressed in very fine clothing and uh, has a servant or two following him around. You'd see him barking orders at them. I'm going to tail them until he goes home. Eventually, after seeing him pop into a few shops and businesses around the area, he'd make his way back to a fairly well-sized house with a a nice garden outside. Uh, And I see him and the other people go in? Yep. I'm going to do like all levels of surveillance on this house for like the next couple of days. I want to like pay attention to where he's coming and going etc etc. Okay. Many people seem to live there if he has anything else and I'll talk to rando people if they will talk to me and be like hey who's the pointier guy the house itself uh, you'll see is two story quite large square uh, in its base shape and the yard is also quite large Um, surveilling it you'll notice there's a smaller house in the back uh, that you would presume would probably be the servants quarters You'll see the two servants you saw with him, as well as a high elf female uh, that pops in and out of the house occasionally. You don't see any children or anything like that. Based on the today's surveillance, you'll, you assume it's just those two and the servants. Okay. Uh, how tight is the space between that house and other houses? Decent distance, so like think like nice house in a city area that has a yard where like the other houses are right close together so it's not like private necessarily but there is a yard here yeah so i'll watch him for a little while today like i said uh and then i'm gonna be curious i'm curious about this uh mage magicy area so i'm gonna head there Okay. So, before the eruption I alluded to, uh, this quarter was home to wizards and sorcerers from all across the Sword Coast. Uh, They came here to pursue their studies in magic and the mystic arts. The quarter was destroyed in the cataclysm, but has been since rebuilt. Um, and asking around, people would say it was uh, it's better than it was in its former glory, even especially with the boon of New Fandolin. Though they have lost a lot of their higher-end mages to uh, the research department in New Fandolin. 
So, like, does this feel like a bunch of magical shops, or does this feel like more like a scholarly campus? A, kind of more like a campus. Uh, you you might see a few shops here and there, like a apothecary and that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely some bookstores and the like. But it does seem like a lot of the people here are very serious about their studies. I'm gonna approach a random person. I literally open with, uh, hey, you know who I could see about some magic-y items? It's a female orc in mage's robes, and she kind of looks taken aback by you, uh, just walking right up to her. Uh, but she says, uh, well, there's, uh, there's a few shops around here. Um, I, I guess it depends on what you're looking for specifically but you might have better luck in the merchant's quarter depending on what you want I want to understand uh-huh well uh, for understanding you you might go see the bookstore down the street and she points off in one direction books aren't exactly my friend uh-huh well, if it's learning you want to do, you could go to the college. And she points off in another direction. Are there people there that can help? Well, uh, that's where people go to learn things. So, probably? All right, then. Good, good luck. Mm, thank you. Goodbye. And I go there. So, you'll eventually come across a... a fairly large, prestigious-looking building uh, with lots of mage types walking in and out and to and fro. Um, I mean, if you're just going to walk right up and in, you certainly can. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So you walk up to the what looks to be this main building, and it's kind of um, large columns and white stone, and it just looks super fancy. Uh, so you, you walk up to the, the main doors, and bust in and you find yourself in a, a large kind of foyer. Wow. There's people everywhere. Everybody uh, either walking around or sitting with their nose in a book. And some of them you can see practicing incantations and, and the like. First person with a nose in a book. Because I feel like they can be disturbed. <laughs> sure. Uh, you find a, a smaller human woman um, mm. crouched down against, uh, just kind of like sitting against the wall with her pack beside her and a, a book open, and she's finger to the page, intent on what she's doing. Roll for hotness. Absolutely. She's not a looker. She looks more like the brainy type than the type that cares about her appearance. Perfect. I can approach that type. So I walk up and I stand right in front of her. I'm like, what are you doing? She doesn't respond at first. I put my finger on the top of the book and I pull it down. I say, hey, what are you doing? It Excuse me, uh, I was reading that, sir. Uh-huh. Uh, I got a question for you. Can, can I help? Can I help you? Yeah, 
exactly what my question was going to be. Wow, uh, you guys are smart here. Uh-huh. I'm looking for someone who can tell me about magic-y things. Magic-y things. Uh, well, her face kind of lights up at that, and she says, well, you're, you're certainly in the right place, but mm-hmm. uh, magic-y things is kind of a broad generalization, and what are you looking to learn? Well, I have some things that I've been told have magical... Um, within them, magic inside them, I don't understand the stuff. Uh, and I just want to know what they do. Oh, you're looking for somebody that knows the identify spell. She'll shut her book and stand up and dust herself off, grabs her pack and puts her book in it and puts it on her back and says, uh, um, I, I, I'm not very good at it, but, uh, I, I do know identify if you'd like me to try. What, what's your item? I narrow my eyes at her. I'm like, are you going to break it? Oh, no, no. Uh, I mean, worst case, I, I'm just not going to be able to, to glean any information from it, but I, I can certainly give it a try. I shrug, and I'm like, well, to be honest, I don't know how much of this is, and I'm going to take my whole pack off and just put it in front of her. She pops it open. What does she see inside of it? There are going to be two spherical orbs that may or may not have been involved in making me transport to different locations inside of a magical red wizard's house. Thieves tools, a terrible map, uh, 970 ball bearings, some string, some candles, crowbar, hammer, pittance, tinderbox, water skin, um, rope, my pet lizard, who is my best friend, um, these magical orbs. Have you fed uh, him? <coughs> well, of course, he eats whenever I eat. Oh, perfect. Um, the bag within which is a portal ring, um, 2.5 feet of chain, a bowl, a fork, a spoon, a vial of I don't know what, <laughs> a great healing potion, the whip, coinage, um, all my knives are on me, so. Sure. So she'll look in the pack and look at you and say, Do you carry all this around with you? What? Yeah. You carry books. Same thing. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, well, let, let's go outside uh, and we can take a look at it. Okay. Uh, so she'll hold on to your pack. She's kind of struggling with it. She's not the strength type. Um, but she takes it outside and you go find a kind of grassy area outside in the, uh, I guess you would call it a quad. And uh, she finds a tree to sit down under and she says, um, cool if I dump this out? Yeah, honestly, there might be things in it that I don't even remember. All right. Uh, so she tips it over and spills it all out. Not not like from a height, but gently. Sure. Spreads it out in front of her and you see her whisper uh, incantation. And she begins to sort the items throwing anything non-magical aside and keeping any magical items in a pile. <laughs> uh, and she'll... Jesus, I don't know what she does find. Uh, definitely the whip and the potion. I don't know if the magical orbs are still magic or not. 
They would be. Um, and the ring. Uh, and the ring. And I also have... A, th- th- this is why I'm saying I don't even remember this. I apparently have a bag of Shadow's Coke. <laughs> so that's um, a thing. It's... I thought he got that back. No, this is one that I got way, 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 way before that. Oh, right. Right. Um, she'll look at that and look at you and kind of say, uh, hmm... And she tosses it into the non-magical pile. I'm like, I don't even know what that shit is. Well, it's not good for you, I can tell you that much. Oh. Okay. But hey, you I know, whatever, uh, whatever gets you going. I literally just dump it out on the ground. Well, you, you could have sold that. There's plenty of people around here that would pay good money for that. Hard to sell what you don't know. Right. Um, well, anyway, so this stuff definitely it has magic swirling around it, uh, but I can't say exactly what it is until we run through the identify spell. Uh, give me a moment to prep, and she'll pull out one of her books and start thumbing through it. Does she bring up my daggers at all? I'm assuming she did. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, she'd say... Uh, what, what about, uh, what about those? And she points at you. Um, yeah, we'll do these last. I don't know that I want to do it out in the open. Mysterious. Kind of important to me. I like that. Uh, and she'll go back to her book. Um, so she first, uh, picks up the orbs and attempts to identify them. And she'll say, um, well, I, I don't know exactly what these are supposed to do, but I can tell you there is some sort of teleportation magic attached to them. Uh, it doesn't appear to be active. Where did you get these? Those, um, and I stop and think about it and scratch my head. I'm like, oh, those were I brought back with me from the inside of uh, the house of a red wizard person. Her eyes just go wide. And who did you say you were? Um, why? Um... The Red Wizards of Thay are generally considered enemies of most of the rest of Faerun. Oh, well, I wasn't proud of them either. That's why I was stealing from them. Hmm. We'll, we'll just set that aside for now. And she picks up the, the ring and uses Identify on that and says, uh, Well, this definitely has teleportation magic associated with it as well, though it's not of any kind I've ever seen. Um, It it appears to be a portal of some sort. Where did you get this? That was the same place. See, maybe I should just tell you the whole story. Now I don't know if I should say that here either. Do we have to do this out in the open? Uh, she looks around and looks at you and says, There's not anybody near us, at least within earshot. Alright. And whole story. Well, that's, uh... You're a hundred years old, huh? I mean, that's what they say. 
well, the world is a mysterious place. Uh, and she sets it down and says, so you talk to this red wizard through this. Well, I can't hear him. It was more like I could see him because he was on the other side or something. But like we couldn't talk. I had to put my head through it to really talk to him. Well, at least you're still here, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I guess you kind of know what this one does already then. She chuckles and puts it down. And she'll pick up the whip and say, um, well, this is certainly a beautiful object. I can't say I've seen one of these before, but let's see if we can find out what it does. And she attempts to use identify on it. And she will tell you this is uh, this is a, I believe it's called a glass strand. Um, and she'll say uh, I mean this is really out of game talk but for everybody's knowledge, um, glass strands uh, were produced by the Azur artisans under Lady Tamil of the Burning Court to combat the forces of Overseer Karash. The razor-sharp obsidian whips are not fragile despite their nature and can inflict wounds much greater than first perceived. When you take the attack action, you may choose to have the target of your attacks make a dex save instead of making an attack roll, dealing damage as if you had made a successful attack on a failed save, or half as much on a successful save. The DC for this is 8 plus your proficiency plus your dex bonus. Uh, as a bonus action, you may cause any creature who took damage from the weapon to suffer... Sorry, any creature who took damage from the weapon on this turn to suffer your dex bonus and slashing damage should they move before the start of your next turn. Further attacks made with this weapon ignore resistance to slashing damage and treat immunity to slashing damage as re resistance. That's a lot of words you said right there. She'll say, yeah, I don't even know what came over me there, but uh, this is a pretty cool <laughs> whip you got. Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, the potion, right? Yeah. Um, she'll pop the cork and stick a pinky in and take a lick. And she'll say, I mean, you know what it is already, right? Right. Was it a healing potion or something? Greater healing, yeah. Yeah, okay. She'll say, uh, well, this is kind of your standard healing potion, but it's uh, a bit more potent than uh, what the average person might have. <laughs> so, this was exciting. You seem to be a bit of a mystery. How about those daggers? Yep. I look around again. Are we really, like, relatively alone? It's like a large courtyard, and you guys are kind of just sitting by a tree chit-chatting. So there's, like, people milling about, but nobody's really paying you any mind in particular. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be seem visibly hesitant and just be like, okay, so these are possibly my most prized possessions, so... Don't hurt them, please. I'll be gentle. Uh, she'll take them from you. So she'll basically say, these these are uh, really unique items. Um, where did you come across them? Oh, you just want my whole life story, don't you? I, I mean, it's not every day I get to handle incredible craftsmanship like this. 
so one night before originally in my time Neverwinter I found or I was woken up to the sound of this noble looking guy getting jumped in the street nearby and he fought off the brigands and was able to take them down but they beat him up pretty good and he saw me from where I was hiding and told me to come over and he gave him to me and said that I'm supposed to use them to judge the world around me. I don't know what that means, but well, when a guy tells you something on his deathbed, you kind of just hold to it. She nods and she holds up the moon dagger uh, and says, well, uh, I don't know much about what he wanted you to judge, but uh, this dagger appears to inflict non-lethal damage on anything it strikes. So uh, that's why it doesn't kill people? <laughs> she'll laugh and say, uh, I take it you've tried. Well, I may have stabbed a few folk and just watched them sit there and have it poking out of them. It was weird. Kind of a odd look on her face at that and she'll put it down and she holds up the other one and says uh this dagger appears to be the opposite it appears to drain the life force out of anything you would kill with it yep they definitely don't stay alive uh my my Limited understanding isn't much to go on, but I would say that the more you use each of them, the stronger they become. Whoa. Like, stronger how? Well, I would imagine that it would inflict more damage. She glances over them again and says, Do you see the runes on the side? Uh huh. Never knew Were those always that. there? Nope. That was a another dealing with Senor Red Wizard. What was his name? Uh, I'm not the best with names. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, my theory is that. As you use these, more of these runes are going to appear, and the more runes, the stronger the dagger is going to become. Huh. Interesting. I can imagine he meant for you to either judge these people with, with kindness or with I guess death. Wow. That's so irresponsible to deal with just a teenager. With great power comes <laughs> Well, that's intriguing. And there's no way of knowing, like, how strong they are now. 
Um, well, it looks like you could probably have up to four of these runes on each blade. So I would imagine it could quadruple in strength were they to be, or were they to reach their full potential. Does Hoyt know the word quadruple? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm going to roll with it anyways. So every time I use these, I'm literally deciding whether they live or die. That appears to be the case. Yeesh. So I guess he meant for you to decide what kind of person you wanted to be, she That's says with a smile. Are. Oh gosh, I'm terrified of what I've already become. Who knows what could happen in the future still. Alright, well, that's interesting. I'll have to come back and visit if I see any more things light up. Um, yeah, anytime. Um, it, you're a little strange, but I've enjoyed your company. Uh, she'll stand up and pull a pencil out of her pack and rip a blank page out of one of her books and write down her address on it and give it to you and says, if you ever need help, just look for me here. Okay. Is your name on here? Um, yeah, she'll scribble it down. Her name's Jenny. I'm not gonna ask her how to read it. I'm just gonna have someone help me with that later. <laughs> Some <laughs> other random stranger and be like, what does this say? She'll say, uh, what What was your name? I, I, I got your life story, but I, I don't think I asked your name. Uh, it's, it's Hoyt. Well, Hoyt, this has been a fascinating encounter. Uh, it's almost worth having put my book down. Well, yes. sorry. I'll let you get back to it. <laughs> I, I was mostly joking, but uh, do look me up if you're in town. All right. Come back. And I leave. Well, I put all my shit away. She sits back down by the tree and puts her uh, spell book away and pulls out the book she had been reading. So I start walking out of the district and or out of the college area. And just before I will be to the point of out of eyesight, I look back at her uh -huh. and stare for a little bit. She looks just... up as you're staring and... And I awkwardly look away and go walk. <laughs> she gives you a slight wave. I do not return it. I'm I'm, I'm blushing, 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 leaving. Goodbye. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So we'll skip back to Shadow now. And, and, and Carla. And, yep, She's and Carla. She's not part swirls. of anything. Shut up. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Um, Swarley's making small talk in the elevator as you go down. You know, so would you guys have a good night? Oh, yeah. I slept for a lot. A lot of time. Oh, yeah, I slept. It was nice. I sleep often. Do you? Sometimes. Are you going to talk the whole uh, time? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> then I'm not talking. He, he asked me a question. Nobody cares about you're a tiny little thing. I could I could swipe you from existence. You're a tiny little thing too. What? Why don't you go find Hoyt and hang out with him? Everybody's you guys are both mean. Well, you're look, mean. I didn't I didn't mean to start anything. 
she started. Did, did I start it? it or did started he start it? it? He starts pushing the down button again. We're still riding in the elevator? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, it, it'll eventually reach gr- ground floor and uh, he'll just kind of exit and assume you're following. Without much further ado, you arrive at the uh, the palace. And teleport up. And eventually make your way to the throne room. Where you see Gundren. uh, Milling over some papers. Kind of muttering under his breath. This is going to be fun. So, as you enter... um, Swarly will say, uh, Gundren, uh, they, they weren't all there, but, uh, these two came. And he'll look up and say, uh, oh, Shadow, well, at least you came, lad. And, uh, Hi. who's your friend? I don't have Hi. any anymore. You, I, what, what? I said I don't have any friends anymore. Oh. Hi, I'm Carla. I'm his friend. No. Nice to meet you, Carla. Uh, yeah, this is Carlos's brother, but apparently is is somewhat smarter and can talk and hold conversations now. Oh, oh, I see. You're uh, Almalexia's sprite. I, I get it now. Uh, he knows. For now. Look, uh, there was a discussion of repayment the last I saw Almalexia, so oh. I figured I'd summon you here and... Uh, Oh, I figured we had another Give mission to do. What goods are due? Oh, there'll be there'll be plenty of time for that lad. But first, he'll walk over to his uh, his throne and reach in the chest next to it, and he pulls out several items and brings them back over to the table and sets them down. Yep. So the first thing doesn't look familiar to you guys at all. Uh-huh. Uh But but he'll say. Uh, Pretty proud of this little little doodad. Uh, it's fresh from the research division. What is uh, a doodad? Unfor- unfortunately, he doesn't. He ignores you. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we were only able to produce one of these at this point, but uh, I think you'll find it much to your liking. Uh, and Who is he talking he, to? You in general, you too, okay. I guess. So he'll say, uh, "Let me show you how it works." So it's uh, it looks like a gauntlet almost um or i guess it'd be more of a bracer uh but he unclasps it and throws it around his wrist and says take a look at this and he hits a button on it and a sh- like a an energy shield appears in front of him Ooh. uh he'll say uh this thing is uh oh well you know, we uh we haven't had time to give it a proper name yet but uh for now we're calling it the tech aegis one more so, time. So, uh, Tech Aegis. What does that mean? Aegis is a shield lad. Oh, I thought you said ages. <laughs> He'll chuckle and say, uh, "The beauty with this thing is it leaves your hands free. So for up to one minute, you gain all the protection of using a shield, but you're able to use both your hands." Oh, so cool. This would be good He'll... for Hoyt because he's super weak. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Carla is laughing a lot. It, it, he also Somewhere. chuckles at that and takes it off and sets it back down and says, uh, you lot can fight over that. Uh, 
These other items. Uh, he plops two rings down on the table. Almalexia was saying that uh, it better be better than money. So I did what I could. What could be better than money? Well, Let's find out. Apparently, I already have Shut enough of that. up. So this, uh, this is a ring of telekinesis. What does that mean? It means you can use oh. telekinesis, lad. What does that mean? Oh. What does that mean? What's, it means... I'll give you the full description. Hold on, is telekinesis would, in my uh, spell spell list? He wouldn't know it. I don't. I don't know. Actually, yeah, I don't know I'm a really inexperienced sorcerer, so yeah, I, I don't know it. You tell me. Uh, anyway, the property of the ring. <laughs> While you're wearing this ring, you can cast the telekinesis spell at will, but you can only target objects that aren't being worn or carried. So I would imagine that means you probably can't target living objects either. Yeah, I guess they, they won't be objects then. Yeah. So that's what that does. Neat. Wow. Well, Gundren, that's really cool. That's way better than gold. <laughs> I thought you might like that, lass. Uh, he plops one more ring down on the table and says, This beauty is the ring of x-ray vision. Oh, what is... What? I do the Stewie sidehead thing. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, well, wearing this ring, you can use an action to speak its command word. When you do so, you can see into and through solid matter for one minute. This vision has a radius of 30 feet. To you, solid objects within that radius appear transparent and don't prevent light from passing through them. The vision can penetrate one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, or up to three feet of wood or dirt. Yeah, Thicker substances block the vision, as does a thin sheet of steel. Or, sorry, lead. When you use the ring again before taking a long rest, you must, must succeed on a DC 15 constitution save or gain one level of exhaustion. I mean, this is definitely a Hoyt item. Yeah, it definitely seems like a sneaky... This is a stealthy, sneaky, roguish item. For sure. Lastly, he plops two vials down on the table and says, uh, and these are two elixirs of healing. And... Elixirs? That sounds <laughs> more fancy. Or is it just the same, or is it just the fancy pants word that you learned when you became king? So, the vials contain a clear red liquid that has tiny bubbles of light uh, in it. And he'll say, uh, when you drink this potion, it cures any disease afflicting you and removes the uh, blinded, deafened, paralyzed, and poisoned conditions. But not the tiefling condition? No, lad, I'm, I'm afraid it's beyond this uh, this potion's power. Huh. That's too bad. You might want to try and find somebody with a uh, true polymorph spell. Do you know somebody with a true polymorph spell? <laughs> uh, he'll laugh and say, no, no, lad, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't. Troop didn't even know who he was. It's true. Didn't know. He'll say after that, um, well, uh, there you have it. There's the, uh, the repayment for the task completed. Uh, whenever you get the, uh, the other two back together, uh, would you come see me again? We have other matters to discuss. Why can't we just discuss them now? I don't ever want to see Hoyt again. Well, at least get Elmalexia and the, the wee one back. 
Sure, we can. I can do that. Yeah, why don't you go right now? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna fly over and be like, "Uh, can I take that one?" And it's the telekinesis one. No, I want that one. I we want can't. That one. You, you can't do it. If Hoyt's getting something, as much as I don't want to give him, he deserves to be there when we choose. That's fair. <sighs> wow. That's fairly altruistic of you. Fine. Uh, That'll be the last thing I ever do. Nice for him. And then he's on his own. That's pretty nice. You, Though you that's, can be fa nice that's fair. I don't know if that's nice, but I'm going to claim it as nice and lord it over him until he apologizes. Yeah. Don't you agree with me? Well, sometimes I agree with you. And then uh, I, I just be like, well, you can't carry this stuff, so I guess I'll carry it. Drew, or uh, the Gundren, do you have a. Uh, the Gundren! Do you have like a bag or something for this? Or a, I think the the thingamajig, the, the shielder guy, ages. Swarly, uh. Could you, could you hook him up with a bag? Yeah, sure, I'll go get one. He walks out of the room and returns promptly Gundren, with the. Is a, he always sad? Oh, that's that's just Swarl's. Uh, you you'll get used to him. Uh, he's I really mean, not he's really not that bad. And no, he he's not bad well. at all. He just seems sad all the time. Well, that's because Hoyt's just always so mean to him. You know, he hasn't seen Hoyt in days. Ooh, like one day. Days. Remember, like wasn't wasn't. Oh, but but he was really mean to him before. Days. Well, it's true. I do kind of work you pretty hard, don't I? Yeah, I could use a day off. He's right there. <laughs> <laughs> he walks right in as we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later, lad. Okay. I put in my you PTO the bag. like three weeks ago and nobody ever did. <laughs> uh, okay, stop and bag. And, uh, yep. 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 and yep. I fly away. Thank you for listening to The Usual Time, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition podcast. Please visit theusualtimednd.com for all our episodes. We release new content every other week. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, and feel free to rate us 5 stars. You can also connect with us on Twitter and on Reddit by searching the handle theusualtimednd. This episode featured songs by Poddington Bear, including Savor, Nature Kid, and Going Forward, Looking Back, as well as Are You Happy by Nihilor, and as always, Tumbling Down by CDK featuring Kirkoid. We'll see you next time on The Usual Time. <laughs>